1: They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 40. seconds. a whole burst he's through it Twenty. Steps. a tackle. Runs left, 25 stone and feet. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back,
0: number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback. is going to throw. The fake is on and He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones needs the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek Apollo and Michael Stewart.
2: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime. It's a long time coming, but here he is from Los Angeles Rams defensive back, Michael Stewart. Oh my gosh, it's been forever and a day, Mike, since we've been on the show. How's it going? It's been a minute. Been a hot minute. Hot minute. But yes, indeed. training camps a month away, a little bit less. It's about that time to start getting ready, start getting prepped, because the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams are about to begin defending their title. Mike, how you doing?
1: Hey man, I'm doing good and yourself.
2: Doing just
1: dandy. Living the dream. Living
2: I love the dream. It. We gotta thank our guys over there at Budding Hands for for carrying the uh, the torch the past couple of months here. Um it's been a crazy couple of months on my end. And I think it's been a little crazy on your end for what I gather, but not not nearly as much as mine has been. But still pretty crazy.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. What's been going on with you? <laughs> hey, not much, man. We're just uh glad to Got a little relief with school being out, and now we're just on uh, coaching grandkids flag football and watching. Uh, our number six will be a senior. We number our kids by one, two, three, four, five, six. So youngest Stuart Pup is going to be a senior next year. So excited about uh, what he has coming up. But other than that, man, we're just as you said earlier, living the dream.
2: Living the dream. Living the dream. All right. So. Today's not going to be a long one. we're getting our feet wet back in the, the podcasting game. Just want to kind of touch bases and, and just ask a couple questions as we're heading towards our screening camp. And, I mean, it's typical. Usually you have a lot of question marks about, can this team put together to win, win a certain Well, now they've done it, and now the mission becomes, can you defend it? And there, there's a price that you, you pay with that, like extensions to Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. That costs a ton of money long-term. It changes how your salary cap is worked. Everything is a little bit different now. And with a salary cap table that is top-heavy, and what I mean by top-heavy is this. Your top four players on the roster right now, pay-wise, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, they combined make up of almost $80 million in salary cap. That's expensive. That's expensive. Their dead cap hits right now are crazy. Aaron Donald's dead cap hit, well, we won't need it this year, but is 73 mil. Jalen Ramsey's is 47.8. Cooper Cupps is 47.2. And Matthew Stafford is 63 mil. So the Rams have a ton of money invested on the top part of the roster. And this is similar to last year. But last year, they pulled it out. They pulled it out. What are your thoughts, good sir, on what we're looking at?
1: Well, you're hitting on a lot of good points. And that is actually one of my questions how are we going to fare long-term? This looks great if everything pans out, everyone stays healthy, everyone plays at a high level. But if any one of those guys get nicked up any time during the year or some type of crazy controversy comes about, i.e. Baker Mayfield, uh, now you're looking at a whole nother set of circumstances, but that is a lot of money tied into the top four or five guys.
2: Um, top four or five got, by the way, the, the salary cap this year is at 205 mil, which is uh lower than again, lower than the estimates that were out there. Uh, just a couple of years ago when the new TV contract came, we, we i thought it'd be higher, i thought it'd be a ton higher. Yet, the, the Rams are still $9.68 million under the cap um, for the Rams. And that puts them in position to – they're they're okay. Let's just say that. They're okay. If they need, they need to make an addition, so on and so forth. But they're going to live by the same form they lived with last year. They 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 entrust their top stars to win games for them with the the role players developing and filling the gaps. And that is how they're going to have to do it. So with all that in mind, we want to come up with five questions the Rams have to answer this year to, I don't want to say win a Super Bowl. And defending a Super Bowl is really difficult these days. And the expectation is they'll be there in that mix. But let's just let's just put it in the frame of five questions you got to answer to compete for a Super Bowl title this year all right how's that sound sound good that's
1: awesome man
2: not good all right all right so um here we go oh and by the way that that top four salaries does not include bobby wagner by the way right which is interesting so the rams are really good at at fitting salaries into their system but we're also going to be losing some players after this year as well. So we'll see how this works with the guys they drafted. Your fir- my first question, I'll start mean, it all started off. My first question is how do the Rams handle what is very clearly the most difficult schedule in the league this year?
3: That's my first question. How do they navigate this? Um. How do their rosters stack up
2: to what they're about to face? You I mean, we, we've looked at their schedule, right? Right. Well, let's go. Let's let's go through it real quick here. This schedule, week one, they open at home against the
3: Buffalo Bills. They're Super Bowl contenders.
2: They're legit Super Bowl contenders. They, week two, Atlanta Falcons will be better. Week 3 at the Cardinals. Week 4 at the 49ers. Week 5, Dallas. Week 6, Carolina. Those first six games aren't too bad. Buffalo's tough. The Niners will be tough. The Cardinals will be tough. Dallas will be tough. But they're winnable games. Um, come back off the bye week 7. Here we go. The Niners again at home. The Bucks at Tampa. How do they want to... It just seems almost every time they play Tampa on the road, but... That was the championship game. Never mind. Division game. Arizona, the Saints, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Raiders, Packers, Broncos, Chargers, Seahawks
3: again. So, yeah. So, here are your playoff contenders Buffalo,
2: Arizona, Niners, Dallas, Niners again, Bucks again, Cardinals again. Uh, Saints is unknown. Don't know about them right now with Peyton gone. Chiefs, Raiders, Packers, Broncos, Chargers.
3: Holy crap, man.
2: That's a tough schedule. How do you navigate it, Mike?
1: Yeah, that's a a real schedule, seriously. And... (laughs) The way you navigate it, you're literally going to have to take it week by week. And so, yeah. And again, we always talk about the injury bug or certain guys getting nicked up at a certain time of the year always plays a factor. And that'll be for every team that's playing. Uh, But definitely for this schedule for next year, you know, uh, you know, par for the course. So. One week at a time. And again, I just always remember the great uh, Fritz Sherman would say, you know, let's get one more in the bank than the other guy as far as a win. So they're going to have to week by week and hopefully stack up enough wins to make sure that bank account puts you in the playoffs.
2: I mean, if I'm, uh, if I'm looking at the schedule, you know, and I am, to me, the toughest games are scheduled are Buffalo and San Francisco. And three of those games will be done in the first half of the year. And Buffalo to me is is I think, I mean, I honestly believe that Buffalo is is I think they're the AFC favorite for the Super Bowl. And I think they might be the Super Bowl favorite. They're that loaded well, right now.
1: They are loaded. They are loaded. But remember, uh they're going to have a little bit of a target on their back as well. And the fact that You come back. Remember, we went to the NFC championship in 89 and didn't see the playoffs. The rest of my time with the Rams, Mm -hmm. the same team minus one or two players the very next year. You know, we were like 500 or whatever it was. Nineteen ninety. So that's the thing you have as much as Rams won the Super Bowl. Oh, Buffalo should have been there. They still have to deal with, you know, how are they going uh, to jail coming into a new year with someone the target on their back as well. And the high expectations brings a lot of whatever uh, different dynamics on how guys, teams, coaches, organization a- approaches the season. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting.
2: I mean, I and I I just look at it very simple. you got to keep your your big five healthy. Your big five has to stay healthy. Stafford, Cup, Donald, Wagner. I mean, those guys got to stay healthy. I'm missing one. I'm talking about missing one. Ramsey. Those five stay healthy. You're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. And I kind of like that they're getting Buffalo out of the way early. Here's a frustrating part for me in the schedule. They're going to Green Bay again late in the year. Why... Seriously, come on! It's annoying. Green Bay again at the end of the, year. You know, they did it last year too. What is up with that? I don't know. All right. So that's my first question. What is your? If you have a question you want to, you're you're asking. What is it?
1: My first question, and we've kind of bounced around it, but specifically is what is going to be the motivation this year for the Rams? After winning the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Uh, If you're, you know, the Patriots, it kind of became, hey, we're going to pretty much be in the Super Bowl every year just because whatever. Uh, The Rams, having had some Super Bowl history, a little bit of a drought until we won again last year. But again, what is going to be the motivation going into this year? to get guys to play at a high level. Remember last year, Aaron Donald was throwing around. Yeah, man, I've accomplished what I need to. I'm getting ready to retire. And we're like, wait a minute. You're kind of young to be thinking that way, but that's not going to mean just because they gave you an extension that that actually changes how you feel or what you thought about, because you would have never really let that hit the airway. So that's kind of my big question: What is going to be their motivation to go out here to want to get back to the Super Bowl? Thoughts? I
2: don't. I, I don't think you. I don't think many fans want to hear my thoughts on this, honestly. But I'm here to give them anyways. That's right. <laughs> but I'm, I think. I, I think Donald was serious about. It. I, th- I people. You know, a lot of it was. You know. I believe it was financial posturing. I'm not really sure I believe that because everybody and their brother knew the Rams were going to extend Donald. Everybody knew they were going to do that. Um, but we said this after the staff was superb. I don't think, for example, that Sean McVay is long for the Rams. I don't. And why would he be? In today's world where a head coach is worked beyond exhaustion to where he can go on and and use a lot of those same talents that he has is um, his ability as a student to really just break down the game like like he can. He could easily go make millions and millions and millions of dollars working for Amazon or NBC or Fox. He's not long for the Rams. I really believe that. And before anybody gets angry about that, you would do the same darn thing too. If you can, you know, he's, young, he's starting a family here soon. He's um he's at an age in his where he can live the life and not have all the stresses that go with it. I wouldn't blame him one bit. And I honestly believe his time is coming. I don't I don't believe Sean McVay will be the Rams head coach in four years. I'd be surprised if he was our head coach in two years. I would love it. I hope he's there for twenty years. But so I believe that in that respect, for some of these guys like an Aaron Donald. Who's now above thirty for Sean McVeigh? I think they know their time is coming, and I think that's the motivation. You want to be legends while you can, because nothing lasts forever. It's a new challenge for them, and in the end, by doing so, you you are build you're continuing to build a culture there. The thing I like about Cooper Cup is the fact that he you know has his own office basically, and he was training up these young receivers and helping them develop. The Rams have that. St- that that student-teacher mentality where building a legacy for the future is a big deal for them. Developing, better world thing is developing a future. So I think they have plenty of motivation there on on different, you know, areas. You're building the culture. You, you know, that's your big goal. You know, you're, some of your guys are going to be gone. I mean, do you see Sean McVay there in five years?
1: Hey, I, I have to agree. I think what you really are pointing out, uh, DC, is the fact that In this day and age, you don't have to be uh, Don Shula or someone to coach 20, 30, whatever plus years to go go make money and or to make a name for yourself. Uh, He's got a few, you know, Super Bowls. He's, you know, done things but he's also made a lot of money in a shorter period of time. The other thing I think you are pointing out is the fact that even though Sean McVeigh is young by age, he's been doing this for a while. So even though you go, oh, man, he's only a certain age. Yeah. But if you've been really doing that since you left college, well, you've got, you know, 10, 12, 13 years already in the business of grinding. And from what we hear, you had to do that type of grinding to now put your place into a position to get a opportunity to be a head coach. Oh, I got that opportunity. I'm doing pretty good. But the amount of money you can make now is kind of ridiculous. So once you hit that hurdle, yeah, I got enough money. I actually can retire yesterday But now, as you said, I can go sit down here and use my exuberance, my enthusiasm to go talk on TV. How much stress is that? You know, pretty much all your homework is done by other people. You come in production meeting. Okay, that's what we're going to talk about. And you go for it. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, because, again, you know, certain things motivate certain people. but McVeigh to me, he doesn't seem like he's motivated by money as more as he needs a goal to go after. So yeah, I I don't see him being too long for the because what's what what's the reasoning? You know, they love you today, they hate you tomorrow. I mean, remember, we were kind of talking about, hey man, this dude might he might have to go. Well, I never believed he had to go. I
2: believed that he had uh you know he, like any other coach out there, I think he has his flaws. I think he, and I still think he has his flaws. But he, one thing really impressive about him and that entire team is he were able, able to overcome those flaws late in the year, and win a Super Bowl. I mean, the, the getting the the 49ers monkey off your back was a big deal. But a lot of things that are a big deal. I, I just when I look at this team and how they're built. You know, that formula has rarely ever worked long term. Not saying can't. We've never really seen it. This is new for all of us. And when you have opportunities to go make money,
3: to go make a living, and live in a, a less stressful environment, why wouldn't you do that? So, Sean McVeigh, I just don't. You just do he's long for him. All right, dude. Your question. Go.
1: So my next question is, and this might be, I don't know, a little bit off the rails, but I'm always former player coach. You're looking at team chemistry. Seems like the Ram have that. But to me, this is my question. What is the connect or disconnect with not re-signing OBJ, knowing what he did to actually get us in a place uh to be in the Super Bowl. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, a lot of people feel, myself included, that, you know, he set the tone and that gave us that edge we needed uh early on in that game before he got injured. But He's not signed. It would almost seem like, you know, you would send a guy a thank you. Hey, man, we want you to be part of our team. Obviously, you still, in many opinions, one of the top receivers uh, to play this game. So to me, what are your thoughts on the idea that they haven't re-signed him, even as a, you know, somewhat of a goodwill gesture?
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Can you answer that first? I want to get
3: (laughs)
2: some thought. I I have (laughs) some thoughts. I want to make sure we jive here.
1: Yeah. Now, my thing is. Again, when you're looking at team chemistry and how you want your locker room to be, players will look at things like, "Go like, wow, I really am only as good as my last game. If I get injured here, man, they might just throw you out the window. The other thing is the facts are now as he's getting a little bit older, still somewhat in his prime, and you always have to look at what the injury is could carry over could be a la running back who now is no longer in the league. Uh I, I would imagine that has something to do. And who knows of what OBJ is really expecting as far as what his money and value is compared to time played over the last number of years and now coming off another major injury. I just feel that a guy like him, he's already shown that he will work hard to get back to where he was. Uh, But I always leave it to one situation is a lot of things. And I'm going to throw Deshaun Watson under some more buses. Uh, Teams kind of know what guy does off the field. So I don't know. Maybe he, they feel he's more into marketing himself or whatever. I don't know. They may have some other intel that we don't have. But from a player standpoint, you look at a guy who seems like uh, gets along with his teammates, uh, hard worker and absolutely uh, can play. And when you talk about the receivers that they have, I would still say he would have been you know, one of the top guys. So that's kind of my take on it.
2: All right, so uh, my view is that if you look, again, going back to the salary cap table right now, and the adjusted salary cap, I mean, the total cap for everything, I believe, was, um let me make sure I got this right, because I think, I think I may have said it wrong earlier. The
3: cap sits
2: at... Total for everybody is two hundred nine. Top fifty-one is two. Sorry, two hundred nineteen. But you add top, when you adjust for top fifty-one, it leaves the Rams at nine point six eight million in cap space. Nine point six eight nine million in cap space. Okay. How much do you think Odell Beckham would cost? this year to re-sign.
3: Oh yeah. Coming off his
2: second ACL surgery.
1: Yeah. He's still gonna probably want upwards of that.
2: Well my guess is he'll probably sign for around nine point six eight million dollars. The market value is a little higher, about thirteen. Right. But he won't be back immediately. So my guess right. is the Rams are actually holding that money aside for, and they want to see how the recovery goes. I think, it's just, I think it's just that simple. I think they've talked about I think the Rams want him back, but they want to make sure that when they pay him this money this year, that
3: he can contribute. Make sense?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah That's what yeah. I think it actually makes- is. I think they have full intentions. If you look at their, their depth right now at wide receiver, uh, according to their own roster, Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Lance McCutcheon, uh, Brandon Powell, Allen Robinson, Ben Scott, Running. Okay, I look at Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Allen Robinson as your your big Dawes. Brandon Powell's your 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 kick returner. You're not really going to trust him in the receiving game. Uh, we saw uh, Scott Rennick do a couple of nice things and do some not so nice things and Lance Percussion's a rookie, that receiving core doesn't, I mean, between Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, it's a nice top two. Van, Van Jefferson, we're still kind of waiting to see him right. more right. than he can be. But there's definitely a place there, in my view, for OBJ, especially since the Rams aren't really relying on a featured back like we'd like them to. And their running backs have been getting hurt like crazy last time. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, all out. Kyron Williams is out now with an injury. Their draft pick. Jake Funk got injured. Let's see what's a walking injury. It's a walking hospital for a running back for the Rams. So I think there's room there at the wide receiver position
3: for our OBJ. I think that's – we're just waiting to see. We're just waiting to see. How's that?
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I <laughs> we definitely going to wait and see, but I I think there's some some good traction we can gain from that. Absolutely, I don't, yeah, uh, I don't think it's anything personal on on OBJ. No, I I I, know, I wouldn't think it's personal, but you know these things that obviously every decision you make as an executive is not going to be loved or hate it per se by everyone There's always going to have, you just got to stick to whatever your game plan is. So, but I just always kind of look at these things and biasly from a player standpoint and just wonder like, Hmm, you know, having seen some guys who you felt like, man, these are solid players for the Rams. They've proven themselves. Why are they having to either fight or they get released or whatever those things are? Uh, so this was just one of those things when I go, hmm, I wonder if that was Aaron Donald, would that be the same approach? I don't know. So I, I think that had OBJ been drafted by the Rams and all this other stuff, it would have been s- similar to Cooper Cuff. Yeah, man, you got injured, but we know what you can do, believe in you. We go ahead and take care of it. So yeah, I, definitely I, mean, I don't mean, if
2: you're bringing the Aaron Donald comparison, I don't, think, I don't think it's a fair comparison. Aaron Donald's been there for years. He's got the long-term contract. He has never torn an ACL, let alone the same one twice. I think the situation is just different. You know, but we do look at other previous, you know, Todd Gurley messed up his knee. It was never the same. They, they cut him. Brian Cook's had concussion issues. They cut him. Um, they, They've they cut guys. You were like, oh, my gosh. We were all shocked they cut him. So I don't think it surprises me they're kind of waiting to see him because. You know, why be the bad guys again by cutting somebody again? It's easier to say, hey, look, these medical reports on your knee, I don't know about, I don't think we want to guarantee this money. Yeah, I, I, that's why I think, that's where I think they're going with it.
3: I agree. I
1: agree.
2: So, well, do, R, do you want to take the last question you want me to take the last question?
1: I want you to take the last.
2: Here's the last question. With Vaughn Miller, now a Buffalo Bill and given what we saw from Von Miller for the last part of the year last
3: year in relation to the pass rush with him gone where did the rams find their pass rush
1: that is the question <laughs> uh, that's so funny because that was that was one of my my questions as well edge pass rusher so yeah it's going to be interesting to see Uh, what that is, you have some guys like, you know, Leonard Floyd, Justin Hollins, Terrell Lewis.
3: Uh, but,
1: you know, the Rams go ahead.
2: None of them are Von Miller.
1: Exactly. But, you know, the the idea is you have the best player. They don't necessarily need to be Von Miller. Uh, They just need to be solid game in and game out, you know. As long as you got that Aaron Donald guy on your team, so. But yeah, that's going to be in my my mind, like yours. That's a big question mark for this year because in this day and time of the league, you have to have someone who can bring some pressure off the corner.
2: Yeah, I think you mentioned a good name, Terrell Lewis, but you know, can he stay healthy? You have good young linebacker Ernest Jones you have Bobby Wagner with them I think those guys there in with Aaron Donald front will free other players to move around to rush the passer so I think I think the name you mentioned Terrell Lewis is the key name there that's the key name in, in with Ronco gone you know that, that was the guy I thought would have been a, a person they're going to be a passer they let him go Trevin, Trevin Howard, they just resigned him but the Key Bears watching is so the they want to do with him. They want to, they want to try and look at him in the rush. And what about up front with Greg Gaines, who we've seen get better and better with the pass rush? And this will probably be his last year here because he someone's going to pay him money next year. That's how much he's improved. Uh, I, I, I wonder if those are the names they'll go out for. I think Terrell Lewis, like you mentioned, is the guy that we're probably going to see um, really kind of shift towards that stage.
1: Yes, indeed. As you said, you know, the thing is, if, uh, you know, he can stay healthy. All right,
2: so there you go. There's our five questions. We want to open up to you. So as you're listening to the podcast today, if you could email us at talk 1945 at gmail.com. What questions do you want answered? What questions do you want? If you also want to respond on Twitter with it, send us your questions. What do you want answered looking into the season? Because there's probably a million more. We only took five today. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at, at TalkRams. You uh, can follow me on Twitter at DC Paul. You can follow Mike at 1Duke23. Don't forget that the Tour in the League will resume in the coming weeks. We also have a couple interviews with some Rams books coming out. Kenny Washington book coming out July 13th. We're going to have an interview with the author, Dan Bishop. He'll be talking with us about his book. And, of course, the book that I was a part of as an associate editor, the 1951 Los Angeles Rams from the Professional Football Research Association. We're going to get George Bozeg on to talk about that book as well. So a lot's happening as we end up the season. And any closing thoughts, Mike?
1: Hey, man, it's just uh, good to be back, getting back going. And, uh, you know, here we are, getting close. Uh, once we hit this 4th of July weekend, camp is right around the corner. So it's going to be fun to see uh, how these things pan out at least from my thought process. How about you?
2: I'm just excited to see a team defend their title again. You know, and it's going to be an interesting season and I, I don't know what to expect. I can say this over the years, or we've, we've said a lot, we've predicted and, and analyzed a lot of things right in the show, but we've also been humbled by being wrong on a couple of things. And usually when we're wrong on a couple of things, it's, it's for the better. So um, this year, I'm, I'm actually much more hesitant to make strong, bold predictions because when you're, when you're wrong enough, you realize you know, there's more to the world than just what you see in front of you. And the Rams proved us wrong a lot last year. I'm glad they proved us wrong a lot last year. How's that sound?
3: That sounds good, man. You
2: know, still <laughs> things to question. Still things to wonder about. The pass rush to me is the big one. Uh, we'll see how they solve that. And they usually do. It usually involves draft picks in a trade, but they usually do. So if Terrell loses doesn't work out. Don't be surprised, right? That's right. All right. Have a great one, everybody. We'll be back soon. Until next time, we're out of here. We're out. Peace. Mm-hmm.